Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Tony, here we are, our first live event of the year. Everyone, give yourself a round of applause. Our first guests. Lovely, look at them, lovely bunch. Look, all of them. Very attractive people. Very attractive people, I think. We've got good-looking listeners. Dodgy haircuts, to be fair. (laughs) One bloke looks like a traffic light, but apart from that, they all look lovely. (laughs) At least we've got hair. (laughs) Who said that? They're not going to put their hand up now. But oh, well, you be careful. Tony, you often say that's a lifestyle choice for you, that you choose to cut your hair like that. Which is unfortunate for you, because it's not a lifestyle choice for you. It's not a lifestyle choice. No. This was forced upon me. But anyway, we move on. Um, so look, if this is the first time that you're watching or listening one of our live events, uh, don't worry, it's still a traditional podcast format. It should sound fairly familiar to you. There's just 150 people sitting behind the camera who might interject at any occasion. Uh, we've changed our usual setting or location. We're here at the amazing Duke of London space, upstairs kind of the main showroom. We are flanked by two cars Tony begged Merlin from Duke of London to put behind us a stunning Jaguar D-Type recreation and an F-Type Project 7. You got your wish, your two favourite cars. Well, he's actually done me a favour because the fact that they're behind me means I can't see them. (laughs) Because if they were there, it means I can look at them. I mean, honestly, mate. No, you actually quite like the D-Type. When you walked in this morning, you went, oh, that's all right. No, I didn't. It's not a D-Type. Hold on a second. Yes, you did. Did I? Yes, you said that's all right. And I said, oh, so, well, I don't want to reveal. Can I change my mind? I don't want to reveal the price just in case Merlin's keeping that a secret. But it's affordable. It's a bargain. Oh, hold on a minute, mate. It might. It's not affordable for everyone. We're no, not all okay. rich like you. <laughs> not all rich like you. <laughs> and most of the audience know that. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's an incredible setting for us in these live events. Uh, Dino fifty one heist or Dino's fifty one heist on Instagram. Uh, basically responsible for all these incredible signage behind us so uh, you can go check them out or check them out uh, if you're interested I guess in having any of these signs Um, but anyway the usual format now for these live events is we kick things off with a rate my ride section which I think is a disaster uh, first time we did these my wife Vicky was like babe I think Tony's really rude (laughs) like 
just, I think you need to speak to him because he's a bit too rude. And I was like, <laughs> weirdly, I think people kind of dig it. So um, uh, yeah, we're going to launch straight into it. Uh, we've got a few photos from the car park. Now, because so many of you are here today, I don't know if we've got every car photographed. So if we miss your car and you are desperate for Tony to give an opinion on it, at the end, feel free to shout it out. We'll give you that opportunity for you to tell us what you're hearing. But uh, we'll kick things off straight away with a stunner and a car that we're a fan of on the show. It's a black Jaguar XKR. Well, you're a fan of it. What is with you today? Why are you backtracking on all of your no, statements? It's just like, okay, that car. Like It's, like, it's quite cool. We often say it's overlooked and actually... Very overlooked and it's a little bit underrated, but I wouldn't go out and buy one. Well, no, but you just said nice things about it. Well, is, is that nice? Yeah, I think that was quite nice. Yeah. If that came in as Partex, are you, uh, you going to take that? or you could Shut try, the doors. Shut the doors, okay. <laughs> I think it's lovely. As I say, I think often overlooked. I drove Whose that, car is it? Hand up for the... Oh, look oh, at hello. him. Hello. He's, oh, he's actually a nice lad. It's very nice, that yeah. car. <laughs> I've always spoke to him, a nice man. So he totally often changes his tune when he meets people. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's a stunner. I think it's a lovely car. Great engine, great sound, great look. So and it's got a red leather interior. Uh, red and black. Red and Look at that, man. And you put Come. the roof down? A coupe. Oh, it's a coupe. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think I if he puts the roof down, something's going horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, it's a coupe. Oh, I, prefer, I thought it was a convertible. I prefer it even more now. We move on. A stunning Vanquish S. Conver- uh, where's our Vanquish? Oh, man? dear. I, I know ah, whose car that is. This came last year. Yeah. We liked it last year. Don't change your mind now. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says nervously, yes, you did. <laughs> no, no, I think... I'd, I said to him outside that if I had to pick an Aston and someone had a gun to my head, literally a gun to my head, yeah. then it would be that or the uh, a DBS. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I think Vanquish, we said it before, I think it's a fantastic car. Sounds great. It's got the classic Aston lines. Yeah. It's a good thing. The D- I'm not such a big fan of the new DBS. Or do you mean the old DBS? No, the new one. Yeah. Just a bit too boom. But the thing is, mate, is that we do contradict, contradict ourselves a bit because they all sound nice and they all look good. Not the new DBS. Well, Who thinks the new DBS? Who's heard a new DBS with that? It's a turboed V12, isn't they it? They still sound all right. No mate. one's putting their hands up. It's not a good sounding car, is it? Because well, no one wants one. Well, but who wants a va- who thinks a Vanquish sounds good? Oh, no, no. Yes, they're all putting no, their hands up. No, no, you just seen how big he is. You can't. <laughs> just because he's a big man. Just speak the truth. <laughs> okay, uh, then moving on, we've got a uh, very nice. Is this a 992 Carrera S, the uh, the green, the Venturine green one? Whose car's that? At the back. Is it an, an S, a Carrera? A, GTS. It's a GTS. How do you not know that, mate? Okay, tell me, how do you notice a GTS over an S with the. The wheels. Ah, uh, is that the thing? Yeah, he's giving a nod of approval. You've done me there, haven't you? <laughs> yes. So proud of yourself. Because I have a friend, a very good friend, who's done some amazing art in uh, STGHQ, who has a Carrera S spec nearly identically, but I guess he hasn't got the same wheels. Mm. I found it easier to tell the difference between GTS and non-GTS on the previous generation. Are you happy if with that car? Yeah, it's a proper bit of kit. Man. It's a proper bit of kit. Yeah, it's fantastic. Somebody else in the room's got a GTS on order, but like me, is waiting until eternity for it to actually turn up. Um, so, are you waiting for a Porsche? Then, are you? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Tony, would you like to tell me uh, which Porsche it is? <laughs> no, I'm not interested. Which uh, slot I got offered and you didn't? <laughs> yeah, well, I love Porsche. <laughs> you're, you're just starting to play the game. When you realise, then you'll, you'll stop. Yeah, I'm sure. When they say, so, I'm sorry, there's an extra 20 grand, you've got to buy a Boxster first. Um, you've got to buy a watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'm actually going to say it, a lovely BMW M4. I know that might surprise many of you. I've not always been the biggest M4 fan, but, you know, people have paid to come to this event, so I'm not going to be rude about their cars. <laughs> it's a very nice colour, we'll say that. Mr. San Blue, Marino. San Marino Blue M4. Mm. Did we meet earlier? Yeah, he's here somewhere. There he is, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? Thumbs up, man. I'm yeah. lovely bit of kit. I actually really like it because I've got one in stock. Of course you do. Yeah. You, you always do. Oh, now this I am obsessed by. You are joking. Who has the purple Evora? I know who has it because I've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, that is just silver rims, yellow brake calipers. Is it a variant? Is that, am I looking at a GT410 or anything? or? Sport 410. <gasps> that sounds the bomb, huh? Do you, does all of your sounds stuff... Bomb. It's going to blow up like one. <laughs> <laughs> does all of your stuff cook in the boot? Can you ever put anything back there? Uh, yeah, it's okay. I've it's got a... some more things up behind the back seat because they're not back seats in it. Exactly, you get that shelf, right? I think that's a great car. I spent that summer in one. I think it's fantastic. It looks, that colour is... Is that paint or a wrap? Yeah, it's paint. It's... Oh, look at PTS on an Evora. It's one of the worst cars I've ever seen. <laughs> and he knows, so I already told him. And he's not that big. You know what? <laughs> Usually there's a tradition at these events, but also whenever we ask our audience of, of people owning M2s or GT4s. We spoke about it a lot last year. You know what I'm going to say for this event? Right, none. Everyone's bought Lotuses. I know. I mean, every, there's like 15 Lotus out there. Which Low is concerning time? because that means there's 15 really strange people. Here. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Well, I'm a huge fan of that. Before. I think it's stunning spec. Uh, also, Supra's very popular today. First one up, we got the yellow Supra, which was white last time it came. Uh, now yellow. And if you look very carefully, covered in dent marks. Um, after I learned that the owner drove through a hailstorm in Germany where the hail was as big as golf balls. Yeah. I mean, that's not a thing. But you still love that car, don't you? More aerodynamic, he's saying. I'm not sure that's the case. That sounds like a Mercedes F1 team excuse. But um, anyway, uh, I do like the colour. The wrap is good. It's kind of like, it's more like an acidic yellow. It's just a BMW, mate. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, um, uh, Audi RS3, white Audi RS3. Who's um, got that car? Hands up there. Now, okay, it, correct me if I'm wrong here. No need to get the next gen. Like, just stick, because they just don't seem to improve them that much, right? Say, I drove that new one with all the stupid bits on it, and... I've I got drift mode, and that's about it. Well, man. yeah, drift mode, and, and car I had carbon ceramic brakes on mine. Oh, you must love that. It's a fantastic thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's Do you Do you desire the new version, or you're not fast? No. Yeah, don't be fast. I think... Wait, what's wrong with you, mate? You right? Something just come from the... I mean, are we all right? Well, <laughs> yeah, last time we were here, we had pigeons in, in the studio. We did, yeah. We did. I don't think there are any pigeons inside right now, but for those of you who are listening and not watching, Tony suddenly had a panic attack, like the ceiling was falling in. something coming down. Don't get so I bought his previous car off him anyway, by the way. Did you? I what did, was Joe? the previous Very car? Nice lad. Oh my god, an i30N, that's a proper car. You know Did he have pre on the price? No, no, no. no very good price. Very good price, look at you. that. How dare you? You're one of a few. Now, <laughs> you know what he had after that, though? i30N2. What was it, a 7 what? I had an F-type Jag for a while. Oh! Well, did you? You didn't tell me about that. Someone else clapped there, thank you. <laughs> You're two people. Yeah. <laughs> A 750i. <laughs> you went from the i30n to a 750i. And then yeah. that got stolen in February. That got stolen. And they didn't bring it back. No. 
<laughs> like Seb Delaney's Lotus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you'll take it. Um, wow. And so then, but you thought, okay, back into the hot hatch life. Yeah, I just got a dog as well. So just got a dog, practical. see? People need practicality I've got, got a dog. dog. I know you do. Now you understand it. Ass, you used to slag me off when I had SUVs in the States. You're like, why do you need it? But if you have a dog. Mate, your dog go in a bag, though. It does actually go in a bag quite regularly. Yeah. Um, a lovely caterum, silver grey caterum. Is that part of our team today, actually, I think? Oh. It could be Ollie's car. Anyway, very nice. We'll, we'll skip past because we'll feel like we're including our own cars. That's a very nice green and tan F-type. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, quite a few Caymans, even, even though we said that there weren't. Uh, it's a nice uh, 981 Cayman GTS, which has been to a few events last year. We're big, big fans of. Um, now, <laughs> I'm sorry to the owner of this car. because So am I. He begged me not to include it in the <laughs> my ride section, and he's now bowing his head in shame. This is another Supra. Another Supra. We're fans of the Supra. That's fine. It's it's purple. I know. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not correct, is it? It's got some bits on it. Do, you know what? Talk us through what's on that car. What? <laughs> Please don't. What makes it different? It's totally stock. It's totally stock. <laughs> totally stock from Halfords. Yeah. <laughs> I said it out to you in the car park, and I'm, we're going to leave it at that because I can tell you don't want your day to be ruined. I think the colour is fantastic. But can I just say oh, something? No. <laughs> when, when you insult a car, yeah. I don't need to say anything, mate, because that just shows to show how bad it is. <laughs> when you say stuff, because you're so nice, when you say derogatory stuff about something, mm. I, I don't need to come in at that point. Okay. Okay, well, let's move on then. Um, so next up, we have got, oh, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ferrari 812 GTS. I think most people would have seen this thing roll in. Who's got that car? He said he would sell it to you. I'm not interested. <laughs> Can I just ask you something? Did you order it new? Yeah. Oh, he said yes. You've Ooh. died. Why, do you, why have you ordered a red one, though? Why, why have you ordered a red one? It's a Ferrari. No, not... I'll tell you the story about it. How many Ferraris you had, boy? Four. What? Four. Are they all, are, you weren't expecting that, were no, you? No, 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 I'm no. Because, shush. Because <laughs> normally, if you've had one, everyone has a red Ferrari. But once you've had a couple, and in general, the, the V8 stuff, everyone has red, right? But the GTS and the V12 stuff, I think they always look better in darker colours. So I'm only asking, why did you order a red one? I've just had all of them. You've always had you've always, had, always had Rosso Corsa. You just like Rosso Corsa McCrenna. Fair enough. I think fair enough. So I, I mean, wasn't going in on him. I was just no, asking. No, just asking an interesting question because I think you're actually not wrong for one of the first times ever. Um, well, twice I've been right already today. Because traditionally the front-engined Grand Tour Ferraris do either, I don't know if they necessarily always suit a darker colour better, but they do tend to be in darker colours more mm. often. Um, but I love this. With the silver wheels, the yellow calipers, I think it's stunning. And we are big fans of this. And can we, can we tell people there was, there was about three months when you were seriously considering getting one of these? Um, before my previous car, I, and to be fair, I wish I'd bought one now Ooh. because the last four or five months they've gone up again. And uh, how many miles has that car done? A thousand miles, he's saying. You will, you will get over list for that car. So if you want to get out of it, I don't want it because I don't see the value in it. But you, you will get big money for that car. I'd come out of it now. But he doesn't want to. He said he's a keeper for life, huh? 
There we go. Proper uh, man who enjoys his cards doesn't just flip them. Anyway. Hold uh, on a minute. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh he, he, really, he really enjoys them. He's had it two years. He's done a thousand miles. Yeah, well, no, because he's got other things. Anyway, we'll move on. Because um, I don't want you insulting a fellow Rosso Corsa Ferrari owner. <laughs> uh, um, so, Jaguar E-Type. Stunning green Jaguar E-Type. Where's that come from? Uh, E-Type owner? Yes. Where have you driven Jaguar. from? Jaguar. North Hertfordshire. That's a good commitment in that car. In one go? <laughs> Are you, are you sure? <laughs> Taking him four days. <laughs> That's a stunner. Is that a car you've worked on yourself? Have you owned it for a while? Ten, ten years. Ten years. And have you done anything to it? You just no. <laughs> you done anything to it? Of course he has. Never broken down. Listen to that. I've done five thousand miles. Five thousand miles in a green E-type. A series. Series two. I think that's a beautiful car. When I had that blue E-Type, I fell in love with the thing. I think they're still so special. It's one of those weird classics, I think, where you tend to see quite a few of them. If you go to classic meets or even just out on a sunny day like this, if you pop around London, you'll probably see one or two E-Types knocking around. And so sometimes they lose some of their shine. But the minute you get in one or near one or or sit in one or whatever, I think immediately special again. Mm. Would you have that or that? I'm pointing at the E-Type or the D-Type? E-Type. I think I'd pick the D-Type. Just a bit edgy. That's not an original one. No, no, no. If it was, if they were real, if we had like a lightweight, just in general, I mean, shape-wise, E-type versus D-type. Well, if it was a real D-type, I'd have a D-type. If it was real, if you're saying that one or that one, I'd have that one. Agreed. Uh, Sorry, Merlin. Um, Now, carrying on with this Lotus theme, someone's going to have to help me out here. I wish I knew, but it's a green Lotus with yellow stripes that had like Type 25 written on it. Where's the owner of that car? Right in the front. Oh, oh brave he looks like man. a luckless man as well. Look, please. So tell me everything. Is that a special edition? It is. What well, exactly it's, is it? It's allegedly one of 25. One of 25? They Appreciating. Said, they said they were going to make 25, but I don't think they managed to sell 25. Oh, okay. Of course they didn't. One of 25, <laughs> seven in existence. Yeah. Surprised they didn't make you buy two. What, what theoretically makes it, is it just a livery thing or is it a... It's a livery it's thing. A livery thing. Looks the bomb. I mean, like, I'm all for, uh, you know, and if you, I would be like the easiest buyer of that car. If you put it on Auto Trader and said one of 10, because they didn't make 25, it's green. It's spe- I'd be like, yep, great. I'm going to make money on that thing. I would love to go to the pub with you. Help <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> not. <laughs> He'll tell you about the suspension parts of his car and why it would beat a GT4 up a canyon road. Because it probably would. To be fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you comfortable in those seats? Because they don't look fantastically comfortable. For short journeys, yeah. But on long journeys, <laughs> For short journeys. <laughs> yeah. And, and are, you, are you married? Do you have a wife? Or? Recently single. Recently now single. Now I know why. <laughs> Thank you. Recently single. <laughs> oh. Now this, okay, so we have a few of you today who've made incredible journeys. Uh, There's a couple uh, couple of guys that come down from Scotland. Uh, We've got people from Somerset, like a lot of incredible, Ireland, like, but this gentleman needs to be applauded. Not only because he's here by himself. Um, (laughs) Came from Denver, Colorado. Okay, admittedly, not just for this event. (laughs) He was here, but but he's decided to come. And not only do you think, oh, you know, whilst I'm there, I'm going to go to this event. He borrowed his mate's SL Merc. And this is a three... Twi- 280. Sorry? 280. 280. 280. 280. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's a 488. Um, yeah, why do, they, why do you do that? Why do you say that? It's a 488, man. What do you call... No, but we call a 720S. What do you call them? 720? No. 720S 720. Well. So why don't we call it a 488? 
because it's 488. I agree. Um, so this is actually one of Tony's favourite cars. Here. And, here. No, no, no. Not, not favourite cars, full stop. Really? It's one of my favourite cars. Here. Oh, I thought you were like, I want one of those. I mean, I would have one. But, 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 but if I was to drive home in something today, right now, it would be that or the 911 GTS. The what about the 812 GTS? Well, if it wasn't The purple red. Supra. What about if the purple Supra? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, thank you for bringing that car. Thank you for coming. Thank you for abandoning your family to attend by yourself. I think it's a very clever thing you've done. And, and uh, yeah, uh, absolutely stunning bit of kit. And you have a very nice time driving that one today with this beautiful weather that we've got. Um, 997 Gen 1 GT3 in red. Have I got that right? Owner of that car. Red GT3 at the back. Is that Gen 1? Gen 2, sorry. What one I did I have? Couldn't did I have see a Gen the 1? You had a Gen 2. Did I? Yeah, you had it for about two weeks. I, I, no, I didn't. I had it for a few months and I never drove it. No, you didn't. Okay, well. I drove it confusion. once. I think thought, I drove it more than you. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. me out of this car. I love those things. I still think, firstly, 907 Gen 2, one of my favourite Gens. Um, but also that generation GT3, what are they now? 120, 100, 150? No. no, yeah, they are. They're quite are they? they? Are they? He's, he's nodding. He's like, yes, yes, 120. Please. <laughs> how, how, how many miles has it got? 30,000 30, miles. But generally, the Gen 2s are they're tough they to find up? and they've gone up, yeah. Because even the 997 Gen 1s are 80 or 90 now. Oh, yeah, hard to get hold of. I think a very cool car. Um, okay, we're going to power through because we're, we're taking up a lot, a lot of time here. But we, uh, you, you stop me if you want to say anything. A beautiful A4, A4 Avant uh, in a lovely blue. Um, an M2 Comp, Comp yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, pretty standard for one of these events. Uh, a lovely... 991.2 Turbo S, which has got really nice wheels. Cab. Black cab, thank you. Black with a red interior. Super, super nice wheels. I like that car a lot. You were a fan of those cars. You spent a lot of time in those, haven't you? Yeah. Um, moving. No, 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 no. Go back. Are the you Lexus. Joking? You Lexus, are joking. GSF. I yeah. spoke to this man. Where are you? Lexus man. Yes, at the back. You love that thing, don't you? Yeah. That's, that's a, an unseen beast. It's like a Julia Quadrifoglio, yeah. but from Lexus. You, you can see... Uh, He's got a moustache and pink shorts on. <laughs> so, let, what does that mean? Well, that's why he's driving that Careful car. Now, don't get a suit. Don't get a suit. Come on, we've done so I've well. I've already spoke to him about this, and he was telling me that I hate it. I do. And he said it's like a terrible M5. It is. And the 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 only Lexus that I'd have is the uh, ISF. ISF. That's the three series rival. It's the, Which was the it's ISF. The, the, yeah, the 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 three series v, the E ninety two rival, basically. Okay. Yeah, we used to sell them. They were good. Not that one. <laughs> I mean, Lotus couldn't sell that one. Lotus. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's something different. I think it's a bit unique. I say like like a Julia Quad. Like him. He's unique. <laughs> Everyone's unique here, mate. Uh, GT4. Uh, we said there weren't many here, but there is a beautiful yellow 981 generation GT4. That's oh, 981, yeah. Still great cars. Another Lotus, olive green Lotus, absolute stunner. I just still love an Exige I'm a big, big fan of. Don't I, you think they all look the same, though? Yeah, but that's cool. Like, Evora, I always think, looks more grown up than the Exige, but the Exige is great. Uh, there's a rear shot of that GT3. Nice. Oh, yes, black 718 Spider. That's a winning car. That car just... Just hold on to that forever. Who's the 718 Spider owner? Never get rid of that, mate. Just manual. Yeah. Proper car. Proper car with the manual gearbox. Um, and then to flush through, hold on a sec, let's just see. Got an i30N? Yeah, yeah very nice i30N. Focus. Ford Focus. Ah, 
this, well, is what, this is what we're going to leave it off to and let people shout out what else they have. It's an, an, a Nissan. Datsun. Datsun. Um, what with, is it? <laughs> with gold wheels. Whose car is it? it what is it? It's an S15. It's an S15. No idea. <laughs> Yeah, oh, unfortunately, you've come to the wrong podcast event. Tell us everything. So, I- I've already heard the story about the wheels. Uh, what did this represent? Where does it compete with? Do you like it? Uh, I suppose it competes with, um, well, it's a step on from the MX-5. The S14 you could get in this country, but the S15 you had to import from Japan. Did you import it or you bought it already No, imported? I got it already imported already, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And the wheels, you would admit, were... Yeah, it was a whiskey mistake, I a think. A whiskey yeah. mistake. I dark when I chose the colour. They were supposed to be gold. They've turned out brownie orange. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it. We've learned something. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, we admit, we are very badly educated in this part of the car scene. And we want to, we should host a JDM only behind the glass live. On we, your own, mate. We'd be so out of our depth. <laughs> We'd be so out of our depth. Now, look, quickly before we move on, what have we missed? Come on, if you've got a car here that you really wanted us to review, shout out, put your hand out, shout out. Honda E. E. Well, I'm actually going to be a bit rude here, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing is, the Honda E owner used to own an Up GTI. Yeah, she's died. You know... (laughs) If Greta was here, she'd be like, thank you, thank you. But But she's not. She's not. (laughs) And look, for the short commute, it's cool, it's quirky, it's got personality, but bore off. Up GTI. Bore off! You could have had, like, it, what a cool little thing to thrash around everywhere. It's different, it's, it says a lot about you. Hondi, I'm like, you could be anyone who just wants to save the world. I know you love it. You didn't buy it to save the planet. We have. Well, that's good because you shouldn't buy any electric car to save the planet, as we've once said before, because they don't, they don't save the planet revealed. at all. <laughs> anyway, I know you adore it, and I don't want it because I like you very much, and it's, it's a very cool car, but I just, I, because of your prior car history, I struggle to accept it. That's well, I think issue. I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. You are. <laughs> we spent too long doing this, so let's, let's quickly move Full on. on. Go on, next up, any other cars? Right at the back there. A Bath 124 Spider, a car we're big fan. Manual or automatic? It's got to be the manual. Manual, yeah, it's got to be the manual. Uh, I can't, that's a very good little car. Very, oh, yeah. and as is the SLK 55 parked in front of it. No, I no, saw no, that. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke to them people. They were a beautiful, lovely couple. And, and, and I said to them when I spoke to them, whose car is it? And the man said, well, <laughs> it's ours. And I said, are you sure? And he said, well, yeah. I said, well, let's say it's your wife's, and then it's brilliant. If it's yours, it's terrible. <laughs> Was it the guy with the moustache and the pink shorts? Where's he going? No. No, okay. Oh, sorry, it's down here, yeah. Um, I, I think Bravo. Like, honestly, full marks. I'm, I think that car's a cool car. Don't, we've spoken about it before recently. You don't see them very often. Don't give him crap. It, I'm not. I said, I said it's, it's their car. They're a couple, so... It's acceptable because if he comes on his own, I'll finish him off. <laughs> they've come as a couple. It's fun. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate both of those. We're actually kind of into small convertibles at the moment, aren't we? We've got a few ideas, maybe. Oh, we have try, Yeah, let's not tease that too much. Uh, anyone else? Yes, over here. Oh, oh, how did I not talk about it? What is it? There's a classic Fiat 500, and that's not the end. 
It's chocolate brown with a tan interior. How did we miss that? Oh, I didn't miss that. I just forgot to mention it. Where I, is it then? It's just out the front. It's by the SLK and the, and oh, the didn't see spider. <gasps> that is cool. Are you a London? Are you London people? Where are you from? Woodstock. Woodstock? You drove that here? Yeah. On your own? Yeah. <laughs> Not on the back of a flatbed. <laughs> wow. Uh, What's that like on the motorway? The flatbed winking at me on the way in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just going, I'm ready. And on the motorway, you took that? Yeah. You left yesterday? 50 mile an hour. Just really <laughs> what, if I, what if it gets windy? What if there's a gust? What if a truck goes past you? Just get on with it. Just get on with it. <laughs> I mean, the spec is fantastic. And I, that's an adorable car. What's you, it worth, that little car? 20 grand? No. Eight. Eight, eight. eight grand, I say. You wouldn't think I'd do this for a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not your part of the market. Mm. So? I said I'll sell it for 20. That's sell it for 20, yeah. yeah. Go on, we could have that. That'd be a blast. So for 20 we, grand? I know who's paying for that then. It won't be you. <laughs> no, it probably will be me. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll tease us a bit. We're trying to think of some cool, like, Almost Top Gear style trips. I don't know if any of you who watches the main channel, years ago we did something called the Hot Hatch Tour with myself, Supercars of London, JWW, and it was one of the funnest trips we did. And, and we're trying to think of, can we do something similar to those old Top Gear style formats, maybe a, a classics one or, or a convertible one or something like that. So stay tuned on the main channel for that. But I would be so up for doing it on the Fiat 500, especially that spec. It's a stunner and the paintwork's fantastic. Really nice thing. Okay, last one, last one. Uh, I'm going to go at the front because we've already we've already had you, sir. So at the front here. Nine eight. Something turn your hate. Nine eight six generation. Yeah, it's the one with the head. I know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah. Go on, I'll let you finish. Is it two point seven? No, three point two. First Boxster S. Go on, you can just boom, drop that bomb. Um. Good value. That's oh. all I'm going to say. Like your haircut. Huh? Like, like your haircut. Good value, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good D- thing depends is... Depends where you go, actually, because I got charged 17 quid for this. Well, the good thing is I can change my Seriously. looks. Seriously. I can change my looks. What are you going to do about your personality? Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I'm here all week. No, Keep no. going, boys. Can I just say, do you all realise the pain you cause me by, by <laughs> encouraging this buffoon? Week on week, he texts me, have you seen the comments? They love it. They think I'm hilarious. I'm going to go on you even more next week. That damn active tour. I mean, anyway. Right. Well, thank you so much for all bringing your cars. Thank you for, for participating in Rent My Ride. I'm sorry if we missed your car, but we will be buzzing around after this and at least talking to you face to face. And you can have Tony tell you what he thinks standing right next to it. Um, but it is time to move on because we've got stuff to chat about. Oh. First of which, the, I still don't know whether to call this exciting, but the announcement that we resolved the Mille Mille issues. And yes, this week coming... Tony and I are going to be participating in this iconic road rally event. And it got to the point when I was like, is this going to happen? Because it's been so complicated. If you missed the last episode, Tony, car dealer extraordinaire, has an expired driving license at the moment. So actually, (laughs) isn't really allowed to be driving anywhere, except in the UK. Uh, We got that resolved. The very kind people at Mila Melia called me up. They said, look, we had a long meeting with the police. And they finally said, look, he can come as your navigator, but he's not allowed to drive. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I said, well, look, we're both happy about that. So, uh, so he is coming. And I was like, okay, cool. I can start to get excited now. But on Friday, I went down to AV Engineering 
absolute <laughs> legends who look after my 360. Went, the car went straight there after Tenerife because, again, if you didn't see it, got a bit of a, a bit of a bashing um, on the way back. Actually, on the way to Tenerife and on the way back. And uh, I'll share it with you because you're my friends. I uh, kind of wish Tony wasn't here right now. But on the way back, my 21-hour drive, there was a weird oscillating noise. You know, just like, it was like, yeah. And I was like, that doesn't sound great. And by the time mm. I got to Calais, it was like, I was like, oh, ooh, fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, went straight back down to AV engineering. Uh, and all this is amazing because when he gets my car and he sends me video notes on, on WhatsApp. Long ones. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened up my WhatsApp, like four and a half minute video. Yep. And I'm like, oh God. And at the start, I'm always, because he, he, he doesn't mess around. So if there's bad news, he opens up and goes, right, well, Sam, bad news. If it's good news, it goes, right, sound good news. So it's that first five seconds that I'm terrified. Long story short, everything with the car was fine. It was a wheel bearing that was basically munched itself. I said, what would have, what would have happened if it had munched itself entirely? He said, oh, well, you know what? It just, you know, the wheel would have fallen off. Eventually. I mean, it, it, it takes a long time to do that. It was nearly there. Really? Yep. Um, so that was pr- pretty dramatic. Uh, but all in all, actually, the car was in, in really good shape. It had a full service, had a few little suspension bits that needed... The, um, I've had a complete mind blank. But anyway, a few bits on the 360s that go very often. Um, and anyway, the car's now in tip-top shape, ready to Again. go. Again. Again. Oh, it is. You've got to do these things. It's a modern classic. And it, as I'm getting ready to go... It's there quite a lot, though, right? It's there all the time. If yeah, it's yeah. not on the road, it's AV engineering. Welcome to Ferrari life. <laughs> well, welcome to 360 life. No, Ferrari life. Somebody asked me this other day, actually, quick segue, about 458s going, you know, oh, you know, people always say that 458s are, that was the first era of Ferrari when they became really reliable and, you know, costs were much more manageable and blah, blah. I think that's an illusion. You know what it is? That, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that not the year when Ferrari bought in warranty, service pack, etc.? Yeah. So I think people had this illusion for the first three, five, seven years, however many years they did it, that, oh, this is, this is easy. Like, four, four five, eights are super cheap to run. Like, I don't even notice it because they just followed the service pack or the warranty plan. Where now, if you go and buy a 2010 458, I think you're going to be in just as much trouble with running costs as you are, a, okay, maybe not a 360, but a 430 at least. Not, not, not if you buy it from Ferrari, mate, because you get a two-year warranty. Fine, but I didn't buy my Ferrari through Ferrari. and it's, No, you know, they you, wouldn't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> they would have actually. It was a fine example, <laughs> but I, I genuinely think like it's. No, you're wrong. You're, okay. Thank Can you. I ask the man who owns the GTS again? Hello again. You've had, never had any problems with your car, have you? I had a problem with the superfast. He had a problem. Sorry, you're going to have to speak up a little bit. I had a, I had a problem with the eight-four superfast. He had a uh, problem with something. Eight-twelve superfast. Ah, the previous car. Yeah, yeah. There was a pump valve. Pump valve. Yeah. So things do go wrong, mate. But in general. Things will go wrong with a modern car, but, but they can fix them under the warranty. Well, his will go wrong in 20 years. My car's 20 years old. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> let's not have this fight. We've got to spend a week together in this car. <laughs> uh, so as I'm getting to ready to leave, Aldous goes, do you know what you've signed up for? I was like, yeah. Me- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Emilia, it's going to be amazing. Goes, oh, no. Like, you're going to destroy this car. It's <laughs> like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've done like five to ten Emilia Emilia cars now. They all come back absolutely ruined. He said, this needs to come straight to us the minute you're finished if it's not being transported to us on a flatbed. I was what, like, what, oh. what, 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 what's he said he's going to need? So, for those of you that don't know, it is a sort of a commemorative or a tribute event. It's, it's a classic road rally event that they run, uh, or historic road rally event. And we're doing the Ferrari tribute, but we do the same kind of things. So, apparently on each day, there are 10 to 15 special stages, which are kind of all about average speed. So you're saying, okay, over the next uh, kilometer and a half, uh, you've got to get there within this time. And it's measured to the one uh, one hundredth of a second. So it's super accurate measurement and it's all about average speed. And I was like, fine, like, I actually don't care. Only Tony's been like, we've got to win. Um, that means we've got to measure it. But Ola said, no, but between the stages, it's a race. And I was like, what? He goes, Oh, everyone drives flat out. He said, you will be flat out in this car for three and a half days. I'm like, right. And he then pulled out. He's like, okay, so I'm going to give you this wheel torque wrench. Take this with you. This is the setting. Apply this. Check this every three hours. Here's a tire pressure monitor. Make sure you're checking the tire pressures monitor. If they go high, release them. If you need to cool off the engine, put the aircon on. He gave me a list of things to do to survive this rally. Even I'm worried now. Yeah, we're freaking out. Like, we are the least prepared people taking part in this event. So unprepared that... I don't think you've even, have you ever read from a, a root book, a root guide before? Mate, I can't read. Has he ever read? Good point. Yeah, exactly, I can't read. I've said that many times. Fundamentally, we're screwed. But yes, tomorrow morning, crack a door and I set off. I've got a few stops to make on the way down. Uh, and then Tony will be joining us on Tuesday night. And we set off for three and a half days through Italy, completely out of our depth, in a car that even the guy who maintains it is not certain will make it round. 14 hours a day together in the same car yep. that you're going to be flapping about and I'd rather not be in. Yeah. I mean, by the end of day one, we will hate each other. But you can't fly home because, you know, I can't... If I don't have my co-driver, I'm not allowed to set off at the beginning of the day. Oh, that's so what even I'm if get you're you miserable, you can't leave. I won't leave. Yeah. But that's what I'm going to get you with. I'll just keep threatening to go home so you flap <laughs> even more. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, so stay tuned. Main channel videos are coming, and then I, I guess the next episode will be us reviewing and telling all the stories of things that don't make it into the main channel edit because the hotels, the whole experience is going to be mad. Um, and oh, we are looking forward to it. We are, we are yeah, being loved. Yeah, yeah. And all I would recommend is check when your uh, license expires so that you uh, aren't as much of a buffoon as Tony. No. Um, now, something we've been waiting to talk about a lot uh, on this podcast, but I thought it would be a fun thing to do today because, well, I want your thoughts and opinions, is the fact that about a month ago, a Mercedes SLR, historic Mercedes SLR, sold for 148 million euros or something ridiculous. It became the most valuable car ever. I'm going to bring up the article so I can actually uh, give you the facts and figures that are correct. And I didn't even know what that was until you told me it was like an old Sterling Moss car or something, right? Well, yes. Yeah, so it's actually kind of appropriate that we're talking about it now because uh, who knows the year that Sterling Moss, the Mille Mille year, was it 54? 50? Anyone know the year? Mate, no, no let's Google no, that as well. No, no one is that old, man. You can't... No, I'm not saying they were alive. I wasn't alive then either, but I knew the the record. So uh, the Sterling Moss record was in 1955, and he averaged 100 miles an hour for the Mille Miglia, um, which was uh, the, the record of 10 hours and seven minutes. So if you saw the route <laughs> and you saw the pictures, you realize he was hustling, like he was going fast. In the um, old car in 1955. With like basically no brakes. Mm. Um, and he was in a car, it was called the 300 SLR. And essentially Mercedes built two coupe versions, two road going versions of that car. One of which was used by the designer as like a daily, just a far around in, ultimate legend. Um, and then the other one just kind of went straight into the museum and was never touched. And just now, here we go, $142 million the car was sold by Mercedes, supposedly auctioned off at this kind of very secretive auction. The money theoretically all going to charity um, and this collector out there somewhere is now cruising around in the most valuable car in the world. So my first question, and I'll bounce this off you, Tony, first, is that is that too much money for a car? And secondly, does this suggest that now cars of that era are like art. They're just investment-grade pieces. Do we think that guy bought it because he's taking it to the Nürburgring next weekend? Or is it like the Project 7 and the D-Type just going to be in display in his living room and never touched? Yeah, they've got, they, they got to be art, aren't they? They can't. I mean, he can't Got drive to it. be art? Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Just you lost a lot of T's there. Did I? Uh, yeah, anyway, oh, keep going. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, can, it cannot be anything else. You can't drive it. You Why can't you drive, drive it, right? It? No, 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 no. But I and he's got too much money. I sort of... There's a part of me that thinks that this is a shame, and then there's a part of me that understands it, because in this room, we're all of a certain era and generation, I think. Uh, how many of you here, if you won the Euro Millions, would go and buy a 1950s car? Put your hands up. Well, if One, two, three. I would say less than a quarter. I mean, it's a handful of people. How many of you here would go and buy a 1980s car? Yeah, because a Half, and what about a noughties car, a car from the 2000s forward? most people. And what about a car now? A, a, right, a brand my, new car. A brand new yeah. car. Well, that's naughty. Well, not many people actually. Good on you. I like all of you. Modern classics for life. Anyway, my point being, as we all get older, these 50s cars, I don't think appeal to most of us anymore. And especially when they're this kind of money, because $142 million, as you say, what are you doing with that? Like you've got too much money in the first place. And if we track some of the most valuable cars ever sold, they're, they're all from this era. Like, so, of course, 250 GTO, famously for a long time. But to rally through them, Ferrari 290mm, $22 million car. It's a 1956 car. 
Aston Martin DBR1, another $22 million car. That's from 1956. Uh, 275 from 1964 is $26 million. I'm trying to find out what the most modern is. A, a, uh, what is that? It's a 275 NART Spider. Uh, These are all 50s and 60s cars. You've got another Mercedes, 1954 Mercedes Formula One car, $30 million. Um, 250 GTO, which I think was the previous record at 48 million. And then there was that private GTO, which sold for 70 odd million. Yeah. But would you all agree that that's just too much money for a car? Big jump as well. Seeing a lot of nods. There's a big jump, mate, from 60 or 70 million to 148. But that's, that's be- huge. It's been a while since we've seen cars of this ilk of this kind of value being sold. So I think that's why we haven't seen I big money going. I don't think you're buying the car at that point. I think you're buying the story and the history. That's exactly what you're yeah. doing. That's exactly, you're buying completely the history. And you've got to think these cars were unbelievably rare. Two, two existed. Mm. Essentially, <laughs> lol, it's like an AMG Project One. Uh, it's the coupe version of one of the most heralded sports cars or race cars of all time. Yeah. So if this isn't our era, if we're not interested, what today in 60 years time do we think could be the art pieces, the 150? If we all just, let's say we nail it, we're all going to be billionaires in 60 years time. Tony won't be alive, but you know, he might've been before he passed away. Um, What cars would we be prepared to be buying for a hundred million dollars. And actually, looking at the audience, quite a lot of you in 60 years, hopefully, touch wood, will still be alive, oh, to be fair, because there, there so. are some younger generation here. So, uh, if it's all of them, they'll be buying lotuses. But what. <laughs> Go on, I'll let you have a first stab because I did give Me? you a Yeah, well, I'll give you I did give you a heads up about this, by the way, Tony. Oh, so nice. come on, there's gotta be a car today that you could see someone getting overexcited. Formula One cars. Do we think No it, You don't think? What a modern Formula One yeah. car now? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. Uh Lewis Hamilton, twenty fifteen Mercedes Formula One car. You don't think that's gonna sell for a hundred million dollars? No, I don't think so. Maybe the old V eight one. Uh, maybe they'll be at one if you could start it. Yeah. Okay, so road car, come on. What 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 out there do you see as being modern? Ne- yeah, like right now. What what car? Okay, you could say McLaren F one. Think a bit of speculation there, and I can I can go in on that if you like. But um, yeah, what 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 could you see being the next big thing? Well, one of the three of the Holy Trinity, I would think, because it was like the first of the real proper modern hypercar era. I would think. Probably a Veyron as well. Uh, uh, for me, I immediately go to Veyron. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Veyron, because of what it achieved, uh, 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 the record edition Veyron, I think in 50 years' time, people will just want that as part of history. I think it's going to be a special bit of kit. The thing is, is it rare enough? They made, what, uh, 350 of Veyrons or something like that? This SLR, there were two. There were two in existence. They never came out. No one ever saw them. They didn't know they yeah. existed. And some of these things we won't know about, like prototype cars that will have no idea that existed mm. and things like that. But it, I just find it hard to believe cars will be as valuable as they were because you're, you're right, we were paying for the history, the fact that these cars achieved what they did in period. Oh, I know one. Go on. I bet an Enzo would be a good one. You think an Enzo? Well, maybe because it, it's named after the bloke who started Ferrari. Good point. <laughs> yeah. But what, then the LaFerrari is the Ferrari of all time. Yeah. So All right, so a spider, one of them. A LaFerrari Aperta. Because there's one, 150. I always lose track. Yeah. But around. Uh, less, yeah. Yeah, so that's a rare car. 
we've got a man with his hand up. I'm now going to bring in the microphone, I, I hasten to add. So glamorous assistant with microphone who is unprepared <laughs> for her cool interaction. Go on, we've got a suggestion. The Gordon Murray T50. The Gordon <laughs> Are you well? Is he well? He was just foaming at the mouth to bring that up, wasn't he? So I had a big fight with someone the other day about this. Someone who's ordered one of these cars. <laughs> Has he? Yeah. And I Not was a like, friend of yours? A friend of mine, unfortunately. No way. Was supposed to be here today, but bailed out. Maybe because he thought this car was going to come up. I, st- I, I just still cannot get on board with this car. Because it was a fantastic driver's car. And, you know, lightweight manual, all this kind of crap. Um, it's just Gordon Murray realising people know how special he was for creating the McLaren F1 and doing a few other bits and bobs. And he's just milking that cow. He's milking that cow and the T50. We don't even know if they're going to work properly yet. The interior looks poo. I don't think it's that pretty. And okay, fine, it might be good to drive. Just go buy a Lotus. Like if you want a lightweight, good driver's car with a manual, just go buy a Lotus. You'll be fine. And this is, and you like a pile of poo. I love a pile of poo. And like on paper, like everyone on Instagram, if you told me this car without telling me what it was and what it looked like and it had a stupid fan at the back, I'd probably be going, oh, you have six, sounds amazing, I want one. But just given the money, given everything about it, given the fact that six months later, a bit like McLaren, he's gone, oh, I'm going to make another one. I'm going to make four different variants and there's going to be a racing one. It's like, oh, well, hold on a sec, mate. Like, just deliver the first one first. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And what's that little one he does? That's what I mean, the T30. Yeah. And then there's a T12. Yeah. And the TF1, because I made the McLaren F1. Move on, Gordon. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry, I disagree. Uh, there was a gentleman just behind you, though, that was keen to suggest something. What do you think about the P4, the Glickenhaus? The P4 Glickenhaus. Now, Tony, do you know anything what that is? No. Okay. No, <laughs> not, no clue. Is it's, it Ferrari? It's, well, interesting. Basically one of Ferrari's biggest customers of all time. Do you remember, this was, the, this was his recreation, right, of the, uh, the historical, the classic Ferrari, which La- Lawrence, Stroll, Lawrence Stroll owned for a while. One of the most beautiful and successful Ferrari race cars back in the day. Glickenhaus got the basically seal of approval from Ferrari themselves to build like a sort of modern version, I guess based on an Enzo, was it? It was based on an Enzo, beautifully rebodied, and one, one in the world, right? One, one of one. And he used to drive it around to car and stuff like that. It's all kind of gone missing for a while now. But he's now, he's now got his own Le Mans team. He's now doing his own road cars. You're, that's not a bad shout because also it's one of those things that very rarely do Ferrari ever rubber stamp a car and say, we're happy for you to do your own thing and put a Ferrari badge on it you know even if i walk into a ferrari dealership ferrari like no cameras without factory approval yeah like, they are protective of that brand so they even tell you sometimes what spec to put on yeah. your car <laughs> no no you can't have that color so in vancouver i filmed a tailor-made pista and some people liked it some people didn't it was matte green olive and it had suede or alcantara green seats i thought it was the bomb and i said to the guy wow like that's so brave what a good choice he goes no ferrari chose that I was like, what? So if you go to tailor-made Ferrari, you basically say to them, I kind of like blue, I want green. And they go, leave it with us, sir. <laughs> and it's not leave it with us, go have some lunch. And when you come back, we would have mocked up a few specs for you. It's leave it with us, six months, the car turns up, you buy it. Like they basically don't let you spec a car by yourself. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a fairly good shout. Uh, any other suggestions? Uh, let's come down to the front row. Vicky, just here in the white polo shirt, please. Mind them leads, Don. Don't oh yeah, don't trip. Oh, careful. Uh, so, not one of your favourite cars. Koenigsegg one-to-one. I think they only made like seven of them, something like that. 
Koenigsegg one to one. I mean, that'll be worth twenty grand in sixty years, yeah, won't I it? Think so, yeah, yeah I, I mean, pfft. the thing is, I you could have told me any Koenigsegg and said, "Oh, they only made six of them." I'd be like, "Yeah, sure," because don't they only make six of everything? How many regeras are they pretending to make? Eighty. I mean, phew, where's James's? I mean, like that's where's yours, mate? Oh, you cancelled yours, didn't you? I can't. Oh, no, you, you had the other one. You had the Jumeirah. Jumeirah. I had the four-seater one. The Jumeirah. I don't know what it's all called. I can't get behind the Koenigsegg yeah. hybrid. Or any song. sort of one of those special Ferraris they did. They did one-off, don't they? They do do the one-off, like the Eric Clapton Ferrari. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But I think because they're just re-bodied, I don't think they're yeah. inherently as special. Yeah. I think if they did... And there's so no like, story, is there, behind it, really, I suppose, other than the old stuff. That was all coach-built, all the stuff from the 50s. Exactly, everything had a unique body. I think, for me, the one Ferrari that I think could be a one to keep an eye on is their Le Mans. They're re returning to Le Mans 2023. They just started uh, teasing what that car is in the new hypercar class. I mean, how cool is that going to be, by the way? Also, who saw the rumours that they're going to try and get Alonso to have one of the seats for Ferrari? That will be nuts if Alonso's doing Le Mans with Ferrari. It won't be very quick. Well, he won't, because he's old. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a potential one. Uh, Anyway, uh, Joe down here at the front, uh, yellow cap. Oh. Uh, kind of on the topic, actually, of uh, coach build, the Disco Volante by Touring. The Touring Superleggero Disco Volante, which was the rebodied Alfa Romeo 8C. Yeah. Which, there's really not many of them. Nope. It's very pretty. I think it's a pile of poo, but... I, I'd, it's very pretty. I'll tell you, uh, this is uh, this is when I like to try and get us sued um, by just dropping little stories from time past. I was in Monterey Car Week once and I met the designer of the Did you? Disco Volante, yeah. And I think, we, I think he was launching a new car, something, and we were all having a chat and said, how, like these lines, he goes, I just got really high. <laughs> was, he, was he Dutch? He's Dutch oh, or he's he? from somewhere there and he just goes, I just got really high, man. And then I was like, wow, beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> you're cool. So, um, uh, really fascinating and funny guy. And uh, yeah, an interesting car. One that I guess doesn't come to market very often. So we don't know the values of them. It's a bit like Project 7s. You know, every Project 7 owner will tell you, oh, it's an appreciating asset, 175 grand. Uh, as someone who's obsessing over them, they're 100 grand cars. So I think Disco Volantes is the same. If you're selling a Disco Volante, I bet you want all the money in the world. Yeah. Are they actually worth it? I, it's hard to know. It's such a niche part of the market. Yeah. Uh, okay, another, another suggestion, please. Uh, there's millions of them. There's no. millions of them. all coming in now. Uh, just the hat here. Uh, Pagani Zonda. Pagani Zonda. Okay, so <laughs> this is a bit like the McLaren F1. Zonda's so interesting, right? Because have you all noticed, I don't know why you would have, because, well, maybe you're all Zonda prospective buyers, the values of Zondas in the last 10 years. For the roof. People know about this? So, I mean, Harry Metcalf was kind of one of the first ones to draw attention to it. Actually, you know, there's a great story. I won't name the name, but if you follow lots of car people on Instagram, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. There's a guy now who's bought a Zonda S or F that he's sending back to the factory so they can upgrade it to a 760 spec. Let's say the car costs 2 million euros. You send it back to the factory. I think you spend 3 or 4 million euros to transform it. So you're kind of 6 or 7 million euros in. The minute you drive out of the factory with a 760 spec car, it's a 15 million euro car. You double your money overnight. And this is Horatio Pagani, or his sons, being geniuses and controlling the market. So essentially what they've done over the last 10 years is buy back every Zonda themselves yeah. to inflate the prices. So they have, basically nowadays, your Zonda market is Pagani. Is so them, yeah. it's unreal. And, and you're definitely not wrong where if you look at McLaren F1 values, which was a similar thing, but done by two collectors essentially rather than by McLaren themselves, 
it, it, they're now so valuable that I think we could see. I don't. I wonder how much the Lewis Hamilton's on to sold for. Did anyone in, was that ever publicized? Mm? Was it eight million or something? No, I think it was much more. more. I think it was fourteen or fifteen oh, million. Right. I think so. So I can see a Zonda selling for twenty twenty five million in the not too distant future for what they represent. I think that's a very good shout. And ah, oh, you know the one that might do it. Well, firstly they have the Zonda R, which is the track owner or the Revolutioni, but they had that La Nonna, which was the basically the the the. The road version. Yeah, no, the, the prototype. These right. on the, it's on like 170,000 miles. There's videos of it all over the internet being absolutely thrashed. I think that could be, that's a very good shout actually. Uh, okay, next up, where are we going? Right at the back in the behind the glass hat, please. Drop the bomb. Ferrari 360 Challenge Stradale. Yes! Yes! It was worth the wait. No, it wasn't. It was, yes! What, what's that gonna, what, that's going to be worth 20 million quid? It's going to be worth 100 million quid. What? Okay, I mean, let's be realistic, no. But I applaud you for saying it, and I'm sorry, Tony, whatever you will say. And look, it's not my car, so you can be nicer about it. They are starting to get mass appreciation now, Challenge Today. Suddenly people have gone, oh, I think they're quite good. I think They've they're been the same cool. money for about four years. Are you, are you mad? They've actually cooled off. <laughs> At one point, we've spoken about this, I'm sure, in the UK... I know of a right-hand drive car that sold for £330,000. Nowadays, right-hand drive Stradale's are 230 for a good one. But they, went, they were less than 200 before COVID. Uh, not for right-hand drive, mate. No? You, you couldn't sure? Get, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am certain. Um, you can get a doggy or a leggy one. I think the DK car is 190 or something like that. But The silver one. The silver one, maybe. But is that right? It is right-hand drive. Yeah. So, But left-hand drive cars are still at 150, 160. The cheapest one I saw was that 120 that done car. done a lot of miles, actually? I think car. it's done a bit. I, don't, I think it's done a few. I don't want to put words in DK's mouth. But yeah, you're still circa 200. Um, yeah, look, I would love... Oh, actually, I wouldn't love that car to end up being 20 million because I ain't getting in it. But... Um, um, I like the fact that they're getting some appreciation. The car that isn't, that maybe is being missed right now, that we should all, if we can finance to the hilt, go and buy is 430 Scuds. They are bargains right now. In the grand scheme of things, if you look at the hierarchy of lightweight, stripped-out, mid-engine V8s, everything else is on a trajectory. Those cars have been stagnant for a long time. Have, yeah, one... 190, 200 yeah. grand, that yeah. sort of money, yeah. yeah. Theoretically, a good, good purchase. Okay, moving on. We've got another one. So I got... Three. Oh, he's got three. Are they go all American? Old and go a CGT. Carrera GT. You're asking for trouble with Tony there. Valkyrie. Okay, so actually three interesting ones to talk about. Carrera GT. I don't want us all to have a fight. Tony is just going to ruin all our days by telling us it's the biggest pile of poo. And whilst there is a lot of hype to the values right now, I think people will realise soon enough that it's a great car. Is it a five million euro car, a dollar car? I, they've got. A, I think they are cooling off in the US already, and, and they never really reached that here. It, it, it's got to fit in the market, in my opinion. It's yeah. got to be close to a million pounds if you look at everything alongside it. But is it really inherently absolutely the best Porsche ever made? I, I don't think so. No. It's a great story. It's a fantastic thing. But I, I can see them being at one, one and a half. Where are F, I know everyone keeps telling me F40s are going up. But I think it's going to be for a long time between one and two million euros, that car. And that makes sense to me. But that's a delivery mileage car that's a proper car, mate. I, sure, but I know, think the rest will catch a, up. A doggy car. We spoke about this. We've spoken about this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, not a bad shout. Project One and Valkyrie. So I don't know how many of you caught up with last week's episode. 
Where do, what do we all think about Project One now the stats have come out? Put your hand up if you're still excited by that car. Three hands, and we hear the word heavy. I mean, it's just a disaster. And I've actually had a few people message me that can't be named or don't want to be named, uh, part of the testing program or, or customers. I think stats-wise, yes, disappointing. Heavy, slow, lots of money, too, too late in the game. But I did have a guy who's responsible for the testing program. He said, dynamically, it is very exciting. He said, the mm. thing that will blow you away is inside. It's, he said, intolerably loud. Okay. So they're part of the development team and their feedback to AMG was you've got to do something about the soundproofing inside. Really? It's intolerably. He said, oh, of a, he said it's, it's, the seats are uncomfortable. You sit bang upright, like vertically upright because of the cabin. And it's super, super loud. So maybe it's going to feel a bit more like cool and special inside. But... I don't know. I think we were all disappointed. To flip that on its head, there's a very cool guy here who's responsible for moving these cars around the world. Valkyrie, the car that we have destroyed on this podcast for three years, I'm suddenly quite excited about now. I've seen them on the oh, road. Oh, here we go. I don't know. Have you seen on Instagram a few of the cars? There's Monaco cars, cars <laughs> dropping out left, right, and centre. I think Tom Hartley Jr. just took delivery of one. Yeah. I, I, is I, it his car? Has he got it for sale? I, Surely he's going to sell it. don't know what Tom Hartley did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hands up if you're excited about Valkyrie. Yeah, I mean, half the room easily. I think it's, you know, the Valkyrie, if they'd done Le Mans, I'd been all over it. I would have said, yeah, that is a car that will just fly. Now they've bailed on that program. Is it just a bit of a, wasn't quite what it was supposed to be? Adrian knew he didn't really end up signing it off. It's, mm. um, I mean, the AMR version, maybe. Oh my God, it's another one. Yeah, there's thousands of versions, but... I think Valkyrie's cool. No. Not as cool as the Bugatti Bolide, though. Don't know what that is. Never mind. <laughs> talk about that in a future episode. Okay, final, final couple of suggestions then. Uh, where's the microphone ended up? Over there. We're going to come. Let's try and make your life easier. Hands up again for suggestions. Let's go via Moustache Man back to the front. Sorry, sorry dude. Like, it's, it's a standout feature. So two, one serious one, one just because I'm Team Lexus. So LFA. LFA. Um, and then a CLK GTR. Ah. Okay, LFA I'm going to skip past. Me too. <laughs> Just because, you know. Anyway. No, not interested. CLK GTR is a very interesting one. So obviously, essentially a Le Mans car, homologation Le Mans car. And it was successful in its time. I don't know what 911 GT1s are doing, but I have no idea what CLK GTR is value-wise now. It'd be a few quid. But it follows the same rules, right, of mm. successful in competition or in, in, on track. Now a road... For, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's pretty how good. A, how are 959 Porsches doing? Do you like those? Not really, but no. I mean, uh, they're a they're lot of still, money though, they're right? They're big... I was so disappointed by that car. But no. they're still collector collector cars. People still lust after yeah. them. That's a great story as well. But F40 money, aren't they? Yeah, I yeah. think F40 money, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think CLK GTR, I, I would agree, especially the Roadster ones. I think they go for nuts money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of ilk, 911 GT1, McLaren F1, CLK GTRs, I think are the best bet to be the 20, 25 million cars of the next five to 10 years. I think you've really got to look at how many are made as well and how special they are yes. and what the story is. I, I, I think just picking, I mean, an LFA, I mean. <laughs> no, I you mean, can't, don't slash him. Um, it, uh, it's it's a cool car. I just I can't see it being a yeah, twenty it's million not, dollar it's car. Not, I, I don't think it's that that special. Like there's not there's a few of them. 
I know it costs a fortune to make. You know what I mean? But it's just not like... No, it needs it's to be not. Like really, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, I think we were coming back to the front. A couple of other hands up. Uh, glamorous assistant. <coughs> uh, just, uh, <laughs> just on the edge here, the beard. Another beard. Another beard. Oh, no, just behind you. Just behind you. Behind you. Behind you. Behind you. Thank you. Uh, the um, Hermes Wira. Hermes Wira. Manny Koshman's got Yeah, the special yeah. edition. So we went mad about Zonders. I don't think choirs have the same inherent appreciation or like perception. I think people look at choirs in a different kind of way. And I have a friend mm. who owns one and he's like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if you, well, if you own one and you don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Limited edition is fine. And they have done that track only variant as well. So maybe, but I think Zonda had something different about it, something more special about it. Something yeah. more bespoke about it. Um, to save um, up and down, maybe pass the mic between yourselves at this little group. There was three or four of you just at the front here. Um, so, We'll go there and then you can pass pass the mic forward afterwards. Um, yeah, it was one of the cars that was at the um, last Geneva, the Bugatti La Voiture Noire that's owned by Cristiano Ronaldo, reportedly. Yes, the Bugatti La... What was it again? La Voiture Noire. Uh, La Voiture, Voiture Noire. The thing with Bugatti is the amount of special editions, right? Is that I love a Bugatti and I love a special edition, but because they make so many, it struggles to make them stand out. So the, the Belide, which I... Uh, mentioned it was kind of like a Gran Turismo concept car which they've made into an actual track only car which I know can be and will be made road legal and it's insanity and I don't know how many they're making but it's a handful mm. and that's like a whole different thing with different performance characteristics different like whilst every iteration of Chiron or rebodied Chiron or even the center the centenary one that looks like the EB110 it's just the Chiron Supersport engine so yeah. Yeah, because it is just the Chiron underneath it's fundamentally. Just just and I think this new era of Rimac Bugatti is actually going to be quite exciting. And I think that will change the perception of, of combustion engines. But, but I mean, you, you do say that, but these all these hypercars, mate, they're all the same. Zonda were the same in the early days. How many Zondas did they make? Yeah. Lit no. edition after, because they have to, because it's one car. They've got to keep changing it to try and get some, sell some more because it's all limited numbers. And that's the only way they make any money. Yeah. No, it's so. fair enough. It's fair enough. And I think the Veyron that will do well, I said this, you know, record edition one, but I actually think a bog standard Gen 1 launch edition Veyron is going to yeah. be the one that's going to be sought after. Uh, if you could kindly pass the mic forward, it was, do you have a suggestion? Yes. Just uh, forward again, just here in the beige t-shirt. Oh, you had one too. Okay, jump in. It's cheating a bit, but you mentioned Formula One cars, the W11 Mercedes 2020. The W11 2020 Mercedes. Yeah, Hamilton's seventh. Yeah, I mean, I think Formula One cars will always inherently go up. Um, and if you look at Ferrari that sell them, the Hamilton 2007 or 2008 car sold recently, didn't it? I don't know what value for. No idea. They're a bit of a niche market, I think. Um, it depends how we look back on Formula One in the future, right? You know, I think it's because we look back on 60s racing and you go, oh, it's a different era and the drivers were amazing and so forth. Where will we really look back on... 2020 Formula One cars and think they were the best Formula One cars ever as I, I'm going to selfishly say no and that's me as a Hamilton fan like I would like cool thing but yeah but they're not again they're buying it for the story mate yes they're buying yeah. they're buying the car because it dominated the hybrid era and it's also and because probably Lewis the fastest car ever it. yeah it's yeah probably it's probably the fastest Formula One car maybe I ever. think it may look back being as always being the fastest but I just don't know what Formula One is going to become in the next 20 or 20, 10 or 20 years crap and, and, yeah potentially <laughs> uh, hands up by the way uh, the Grand Prix today starts in about 
12 minutes so we'll wrap this up real quick for those of you that are going to watch it on Sky Go if anyone talks to me about F1 I will punch you square in the face I'm recording it I'm recording it and I want to watch it later so please no spoilers on the F1 um, but hands up if you think this year's F1 has been exciting yeah really hands up, well, hands up if you watch F1 really okay yeah I'm with you it's not, it's not been exciting who thinks the cars look slow yeah, about half the room Compared to last, when they're not, they're not last slow, year. but compared to last year, yeah, they look a bit funky. Uh, okay, final suggestion here at the front. Uh, I don't think it would be like a hundred million pound car, but uh, Aventador SV or Murcielago SV. I'll let Tony handle Aventador SV or Murcielago. <laughs> yes. it's not, it's not a bad suggestion, but too too many of them. Not really a story, because that that's really how we're going to get the real big values. I mean. They're, I think they'll always stay. I mean, the the Marshall Argo is who buys them, mate. I mean, the same ones. The same ones up for sale. Yeah, so, I, th- I think I think Marshall Argo struggles no, to true, move. It's true, isn't it? And Paul but Wallace you, bought one. Have you seen Avenged Doors in America? Avenged Doors SVs in America are over a million dollars. Are they it, in America? They've gone insane. I don't know what is happening. Paul sends them to us in our WhatsApp group on like oh. a weekly. Look at this Avenged Doors S. It's seven hundred thousand dollars. But but well, same, go buy it. Buy same, something. Same with all the supercars out there. Yeah. There are. They're a few quid, aren't they? Yeah, American values are, can be a little bit silly. Yeah. But yeah, look, it's, it's, it's definitely, they're cool cars. And I think uh, for maybe the generation, the 80s and 90s generation, Avenstor will forever be a poster car, or maybe even the generation below us. It, it, it is our Countach, it is our F40, our yeah. Kills Pass Fast 993 Turbo S. Like, it's, a, it's such a status symbol. It's featured in popular culture so much that I think that will inherently will become more and more valuable. Yeah. Um, but because it didn't go and achieve anything apart from featuring a lot of rap videos, uh, I'm not sure it's going to be... be well, in terms of the, the way they look, as well, I mean, we have one that always comes away with us every year. It's either an SV or an SVJ. And it, out of all the cars that we go in, everyone, even the general public, they always gravitate to the Aventador. They don't, they don't yeah. look at anything else. Ferraris, Porsches... It's an eye catcher. Yeah, they go straight to the Aventador. Well, look, I think, uh, as I say, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the car market, at least that side of the car market, this investment collector market. We all know about the bubble that's going on at the moment, the fact that actually things have been softening off a bit. So, yeah, 10, 20 years' time, I'll be fascinated to see what are the big, big money cars. Um, I, I know what's going to happen right now. We're all in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be a Honda E. Maybe the yeah. Honda E is going to be the big thing. It's one of the, one of the first cute little electric hot hatches. But um, anyway, yes, thank you so much for all of you that have come down today. It's been a huge amount of fun doing one of these live events again. Uh, I think you've relatively all survived Rate My Ride except Purple Supra. Um, uh, well, you, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> well, I'm you. sorry. Um, and yes, yeah, so next week we will, of course, be back uh, with all of our stories from Mila Melia if we've survived. If we're still talking, this could be the last ever podcast episode <laughs> we might really fall out um, and for those of you that are interested in attending future behind the glass live events at the moment we are sold out for the rest of the year but we are working hard on two more events for sort of uh, end of the year time so keep your eyes out on the website and also listen to this podcast and every now and again people do cancel last minute and we do sometimes make tickets available very short notice so yeah just keep your eyes out keep your ears open uh, for all the chat um, I think we'll wrap this up everyone stay seated because i have one question to ask you once we've finished recording just out of interest um but first of all give yourself a round of applause you've been a fantastic audience and for those of you listening and watching we'll be back with you for another episode next week even on a budget quality is non-negotiable 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.